This is the penultimate episode of this series, and it's a good one. Inside of this conversation, you'll find a few gems and then possibly a few additional hidden ones in plain sight if you are able to ask yourself the right questions. I hope you enjoy this discussion as much as I enjoyed having it with Alon. I'm Gareth Armstrong, and this is a Razor's Edge podcast. Succession seems like such a grown-up term, something you would hear in the corridors of a large corporate or a family business. But for all other types of businesses, it's a word that is unfortunately not spoken about more often. The typical startup is built by an entrepreneur who commonly has one of three objectives. The first is to build a business to sell and make a handsome profit. The second is to build a business to run, a business to generate enough income and dividends to make the entrepreneur significantly wealthy while retaining ownership, thereby providing them with a home and a place to express their passion and vision on an ongoing basis. And the third is a family business, a build-to-hand-down model in which the entrepreneur's kids or other family members are groomed over time to take over the business. This normally happens as an outright purchase or a phased sale or handover of shares over a protracted period of time. In the case of the build-to-sell business, there is little thought about succession mainly because there is no need. It's more about building a replicable system and team that is competent and able to run the business with a new owner. In a build-to-hand-down business, succession is part of the narrative of the business over many years. It's the end goal in itself. However, in a build-to-run business, there's often little to no thought about succession until it's too late. Early thinking about succession in this type of business is a lesson many entrepreneurs approaching retirement wish they had learned earlier. That's the voice of Alon Reyes, CEO of Corp. And in this series, we're learning from the successes and failures that he has experienced over the last 20 years of incubating other businesses while growing his own. So here's question number one, and possibly also known as gem number one. What business are you putting your blood, sweat and tears into? A built-to-hand-down or family business? A built-to-run business you intend on being a part of for the long haul? or a business you are intending on exiting for a maximum return, so a built-to-sell business. Let's listen to Alon's next insight, and we'll circle back to this first question. The reality for the majority of businesses is that no matter what the objective was when starting out, they are battling to make consistent profits, and as a result, their businesses are not really worth much. With an essentially valueless business, how can you even think about succession when there's nothing worthwhile for a successor to take over? And so when you ask a built-to-run entrepreneur about the end game, they often look at you blankly and then try to avoid answering the question. The idea of selling their baby is something that they don't want to contemplate, even though they know that inevitably a time will come to sell. It's something they would rather deal with when that time comes. But when that time does come, there is likely to be nothing to sell and millions of rands of potential capital will be poured down the drain. In an ironic twist, however, 
simply introducing the concept of succession to the entrepreneur in a build-to-run business is what actually gives it the highest chance of becoming successful and valuable. Question or gem number two. What is Alon considering as being valuable in a business if he regards succession as its highest chance of becoming successful or valuable? In other words, what should we be looking at very carefully in our businesses? So we've heard and really must wake up to the fact that our business will be sold at some point in the future, regardless of our answer to gem number one. With this and gem number two in mind, let's listen to the following story. So let me try illustrate this with two stories. The first story is about a built-to-run entrepreneur who built a publishing house with two great products, both of which relied entirely on him to keep up to date. When he approached me to invest in his business, I realized there was no succession in the business. I was not going to run the business myself, so I proposed that together we find a young entrepreneur to groom together and to take over the business and sell it to that person over some time. An incremental sale, so to speak. In other words, we needed to manufacture succession. So as the idea evolved, he became more anxious about his baby and pulled out of the process. So strong was his inability to let go that he effectively let go of millions of bands in the process. This guy was not able to actually even contemplate succession. Twice now, Alon has said that the lack of succession means ultimately the loss of millions upon millions later on. It's such an important insight and lesson here. Correctly structured, one can sell a business for many, many times its current value. But, and there is a but here, only if certain things are in place. Alon has a second story that brings us to the heart of what one of these certain things needs to be. The second story is my own built-to-run business journey. In 2014, my business went through a significant leadership and management crisis. And as part of solving this crisis, I reached out to many of my fellow entrepreneurs and mentors for advice. One of them asked me the big question, what is your succession plan? I was actually confused because I had come to him for advice on the vacuum of real leadership and management in my business. He then moves from advice mode to telling mode. And then he says to me, you need to see your middle management, not your senior management, as your succession plan. Spend the next 10 years building the competence of your middle management. They are your succession plan. So if you've been listening to my podcast, you'll know that my mentor is an investor. And he went on to say that he never buys or buys into a business that has weak middle management. In his experience, it is the strength of middle management that determines the value of business. So, of course, I asked him, why not senior management? His view is that even if your senior management lands up purchasing the business or part of the business from you in a management buyout or MBO, they themselves will rely on your middle management to continue delivering results. If you only start thinking about building your middle management at that point, it will take another 5 to 10 years to build it out properly. But then you might not have 5 or 10 years and you certainly won't have the same amount of energy that you have now 
So start building your middle management now. And that is exactly the lesson I've followed. I've spent a huge amount of time investing in process and systems, not just for the business, but in supporting specifically my middle management. And I continue my journey in handpicking them. And when I say them, I'm talking about my middle management and pruning them when necessary. And as a result, the business is performing better than ever before and the value has never been higher. There are two more really valuable gems here. The first is what Alon's mentor shared, that in his experience, it is the strength of a business's middle management that determines its true value. And the second, it takes five to 10 years to properly, with concerted effort and focus, build strong middle management. So, begin now. I think it's important to note that before this point, I never thought about middle management in terms of succession. And perhaps you haven't thought about that either. In fact, I had never thought of succession at all. You know, like many of us, you know, we are in the midst of the, the journey and the concept of thinking about the end or the last part of your game is very difficult because you're just so involved in actually building the business. And even though I still don't have an inclination to sell my business right now, I now have an option, if I so wish, either to have an external party or my management to buy the business. So the lesson is simple. Invest in building your middle management now and you will, by default, build your succession plan. How good was that? Head over to racecorp.com where you'll find similar resources to this one and also the opportunity to sign up for notifications to stay updated on new releases. In addition to this, follow Racecorp on your favorite social media platforms where you'll find additional updates about this podcast series and others we are producing. My name is Gareth Armstrong and I'll see you in the 20th and final lesson in this series.